Hey everybody, I'm Denise Walker, your host, and this is Detox Podcast, episode four, Pick Your Poison. If you are interested in purchasing Pick Your Poison, you can buy it on Amazon, uh, or you can contact me on Instagram, uh, Denise JWA, or on my Facebook author page for a signed physical copy that I can send you. Uh, This poem, Pick Your Poison, Uh, touches on self-harm, and I'll be talking about self-harm, so if that's triggering for you, uh, perhaps just skip this one and head on to episode five. Excuse me. Uh, Yeah, so this is Pick Your Poison. Deep indulgence takes you deeper to the darkest side of nostalgia, where your skin is pricked with bloodlust and a voraciousness to tear into the gory past. Elevated memories, falsities, romanticized in twilight, Fear upon fear catastrophically collides with hope. What feels worse, the truth or the numbness? What do you want more, the real or the dream? Caged on this slab, needles pumping in sensation. The veins can't take it, the emotions, the brain won't make it. Choose night or nightmare, light or lightning. Neither is worth it, and neither will save you. It's time to grit your fangs and bear it. This poem contains a shout out to my youth. I used to listen to a lot of My Chemical Romance and the used and the like back then. Uh, their lyrics spoke of things that no other band really were touching on, and their music hit home for me in a way that I didn't fully understand. It evoked a deep knowing of a part of me that I had previously uh, had dormant within myself, a darkness. The more I listened, the more I engaged with it. And as far as I could tell, none of my friends possessed this darkness. I was interested in death and blood and the frailty of our existence to the point that for a long time my dream career was actually to become a coroner. And I don't know what the darkness was or is, but at times it felt overwhelming. It felt evil but tantalizing at the same time. It felt good to lean into it. But somehow at the same time, I wanted to kill it. I started self-harming in response to it. This feeling would come over me. It would feel like a deep restlessness. My extremities would ache and tingle and beg for relief, and I started cutting to release that feeling. I was never suicidal, but I did want to kill something inside of myself. I cut to have some semblance of control over my emotions. I'd love to know if any of you have experienced this darkness. I've met one other person in recovery to express a similar thing, and I really wonder if this is a common thread among us. It was no surprise that I traded cutting for drinking. It was a much more enjoyable way to kill myself, a socially acceptable a socially acceptable way to self-harm and control when my emotions were allowed to touch me. The alcohol would take me back to that feeling, those moments I was physically harming myself. It all got tangled together in my head, memories of blood and release and music and freedom and bondage. Alcohol kept me stuck in a loop of returning to a time that felt like a high that was really a low. The haze of intoxication romanticized these feelings, and I kept returning to the bottle to return to the past. I had stopped drinking when I wrote this. Not for long, but I was sober. That was the hope I speak of here. I was hopeful the more I distanced myself from the darkness, the less of a hold it would have on me. Maybe that deep, restless, craving feeling was all of my fear, balled up with my insecurities. I hope that the more I healed, the more power I would actually have over myself and feelings. Fast forward 15 months. Yes, yes, I do have so much more control. The distance works, it heals. I can still feel the darkness, but it's faded into something that doesn't come around that often anymore. Every part of us serves a purpose. All we have to do is listen to what it is saying. 
With darkness there is light. We must learn the balance. The rest of the poem speaks in juxtapositions, propositioning us with choices. That is what this whole life path is. Forks in the road after forks in the road, followed by a few cliff jumps into the unknown. What feels worse? The truth or the numbness? Well, that's the thing. For a long time, the numbness felt better. But alcohol doesn't selectively numb. It will dull the pain, but it will also dull the joy. When you're in it, you think the things that give you happiness are great. Joy is amazing. Things are awe-inspiring. But that is nothing compared to what joy actually feels like. It's just like when I was a kid and I didn't know I needed glasses. I just thought that blurriness was what everyone saw. What do you want more, the real or the dream? We can learn to sleep booze-free. Struggle through the sleepness insomnia nights to reach freedom, or stay solidly asleep but live a waking nightmare. Whatever you choose, the fact of the matter is that the only one who can save you is yourself. If you choose to numb, to sleep, to romanticize the shit you're in, you will stay trapped in a never-fruitful circle, chasing days that no longer exist or maybe never existed in the first place. But if you choose truth, reality, and light, the journey is only beginning. The reward is better than you can imagine, and it is very possible. But right now, it's time to sit through the anxiety and the fear and put your game face on. Grit your pretty little fangs and bear it. Deep indulgence takes you deeper, to the darkest side of nostalgia, where your skin is pricked with bloodlust and a voraciousness to tear into the gory past. Elevated memories, falsities, romanticized in twilight. Fear upon fear catastrophically collides with hope. What feels worse, the truth or the numbness? What do you want more, the real or the dream? Caged on this slab, needles pumping in sensation, the veins can't take it, the emotions, the brain won't make it. Choose night or nightmare, light or lightning. Neither is worth it, and neither will save you.